0: Hey everybody and welcome to episode number 32 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media and we've gone to the bullpen early. Yeah, from the Philadelphia Phillies, Archie Bradley is back. Listen, it's the end of school. You're supposed to save the fresh haircut for the beginning of school. What's going on there, dude? I mean,
1: I was looking pretty rough a couple days ago. Uh, Probably from the last time I did my podcast, I was three weeks late for a haircut. So that makes me like two months late for a haircut now. Right. And um, yeah, I got a guy down here in Miami. Um, that's kind of squirrel. Yeah, not Miami. Uh, we're in LA. Definitely. You're in LA. But let me help you uh, out. I just thought about Miami because Miami has juice. So I, I will let him cut my hair, yes. cut the beard. Um, and then I have my guy, Andrew, who he calls himself Junior um, here in LA. And so, Those are like the only two guys outside my guy in Arizona that I like cut my hair or touch the beard because I've had some guys mess up the beard before. Take my, my, my cheek line down way too low, shave off too much. So got to take advantage when you're LA, my guy, Andrew came through and hooked it up.
0: All right. You sound like you've got barbers all over the joint. Are you three? I have three. Okay. Three, three, Miami,
1: Arizona, LA.
0: Okay. All right. I'm a little offended. You're not wearing the, ai jersey that you donned on oh. the flight oh he's going to get it for people that are joining us audio only he is running off screen and don't oh. worry he isn't being held captive he is in some swanky los angeles area hotel
1: and that was an easy find oh my gosh look at you way to go bra! yeah you know got to represent for the city okay so what made
0: you um first of all who came up with the whole basketball idea on the on the theme um, road trip
1: I hate taking credit for it, but I definitely came up with it. Nice. Um, yeah, you know, you look over the years, it's been some of my favorite things are, are, are team dress-ups. Um, and sometimes, sometimes, not that we needed to hear, but you need to force camaraderie. You need to force togetherness and, and force everyone to do the same thing. And uh, typically it's fun and bring guys together. And so, you know, we had been playing well or, or when we first thought of this trip, we hadn't been playing that well. We'd just been playing okay. And it was like, man, we need to, There's more to this than baseball. So let's do a theme trip. Guys have some fun, dress up. And and we started playing good before the trip. And so it made the trip even better because we swept the Yankees. We had won three series in a row and it's like, hey, we're a big league baseball team right now. We can do this. (laughs) So um, you can
0: learn a lot about people's personalities depending on their gear (laughs) choice. Why did you go old school or oldish school AI? You could have gone even older school like Dr. J. You could have gone current Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. Why AI?
1: Um, I knew a bunch of guys were going to buy the current guys. Um, And, you know, I still watch basketball now, but I definitely remember AI coming onto the scene and like growing up and, and just the swag he had. He had the, the finger sleeves, you know, only thing I messed up on my outfit and I got called out for it, which I knew I was going to is I didn't have Reeboks on. Yep. And I knew that going in, you know, I've been trying to be better about, you know, Hey, I have, I have shoes that go with this. I don't need to go crazy. I almost paid a guy like 200 bucks to drive from somewhere in PA to deliver me size 13 answers. So I could wear for this trip. And I was like, You're trying way too hard. No, you're not. I know. I know. But at the end of the day, I was like, I'm not going to overpay for these shoes and have a guy drive them to me. But if I had the answers on, it would have been complete. But I went old school AI just because the mentality, Um, you know, and the all black was a good look. And I wanted a full uni. Like you said, you can tell a lot. I mean, when I when I plan a trip or these themes, I go all out. So you did. I wanted to be as official as I could be.
0: Does Girardi
1: get involved? He yeah, get- he had a sick Sixers warm-up suit. Um, I wish I'd nice. have taken a-, a picture with him to show, but it was like an official team warm-up suit. Like he knows someone over Ooh. there. Maybe it's Doc. I don't know, but he knows someone over there and got the hookup.
0: That's pre- hey,
1: hey, Joe, <laughs> Joe. That's pretty good. You want a warm-up suit? <laughs> I can get you one. No. No, <laughs> <Well>, that's great. <laughs> And then, I mean, almost pulled it out last night. Seth Curry, a little double clutch, but so close. I know,
0: I know. They're involved in a good series right now. Um, <laughs> I, so I want to go through the team photo in front of the plane. Who is wearing the lower Marion Kobe Bryant jersey? I can't quite. That believe. is
1: uh, Brandon Kinsler.
0: Oh, good one. Yeah, okay. great one. And he has now, a
1: Lakers hat on the match. So it's like you know, high school and then the pro team. So
0: good work on that. It's probably it probably made a lot of Philly fans puke when they saw a Celtics jersey out there
1: so there's there's two actually the the Celtics jersey the only credit is it's JT so um fans are gonna have a tough time you know being mad at JT (laughs) Rail Muto Um, right yeah and it's a Larry Bird Celtics jersey so it's you know I know the history is still there between the two but you know it's it's at least an, an old 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 not that old, Larry. You're not super old. But, you know, older Celtics player.
0: Hey, man, I got to tell you, I lived through the night when Doc <laughs> and Larry Bird had each other by the throat. So I'm just telling you, like, old school Sixer fan is still, they might love JT Real Muto and are like, thank God he re-signed. But, man, <laughs> you, you are dancing there. on some
1: thin ice, brother. You know, And uh, Luke Williams caught shit. Luke Williams, uh, I know we're going to talk about him later, but Luke Williams was rocking a Nets Kevin Durant jersey. And fans were not too happy about that one either. How about getting some
0: dirt in your spikes before you jump off?
1: Hey, he's, you know, his spikes can't hold dirt because they're still soaking wet from his showers, you know, from all (laughs) the the shit being dumped on him.
0: Oh, that is good stuff. All right, let's get to Luke Williams. He's an amazing story for people that haven't followed along. He's a kid that is kind of, struggled in the minor league system, got a shot with team USA to try and qualify for the Olympics. He hit leadoff for him on a veteran laden team, eventually got called up and his first home run is walk off against the division rival, Atlanta Braves. What was your reaction?
1: Uh, I mean, obviously I'm getting chills seeing that replay. Um, it was cool because during my injury, I was down in AAA with Luke. I spent about two weeks in Lehigh. So I got to be teammates with them and, he was already raking there. I mean, he was hitting the ball so well. And then, yeah, getting to see him and be around him, I got to know him. I was like, oh, this is a good dude, man. Like, Cali kid, but, like, works hard, likes to have fun in the clubhouse. Um, like, man, I really like this kid. And then I saw he made the Team USA roster, which you hit on. And um, I'm really, really good friends with John Jay. And John Jay is on that team. And John Jay texts me and was like, hey, this Luke Williams kid is a winner. like. And, and I know that John Jay had called Sam Fold, our GM, was like, hey, this Luke Williams kid is like, you know, he's a guy. And so um, we got back from – well, whatever. I showed up and Luke is there and I was like, oh, my gosh, yes. Like, this is great, you know. Like, I'm, I'm so pumped for you. And uh, I like to joke around with with rookie hitters because I was like, hey, no pressure, but I got to hit my first pitch in the big leagues. Like, I just like to let them know, you know what I mean? Like, first of bat, I got, I got a hit, you know. Um and Luke that night is his first game, not his first start, but his first game, he had a pinch hit bunt for his first hit in the big leagues and his first at bat. And I was like, hey kid, that was nice, you know? And then um, yeah, man, he he comes up to bat the next game uh in the ninth. We're down one, runner on, and Will Smith is throwing, and, and everyone knows Will Smith, nasty slider, nasty curveball, like he's nasty. And I was like, but man. This is the exact same homer he hit for Team USA. Like, this is the same lefty matchup. He's going to throw on breaking balls in. And I'm sure everyone on our team is saying this, but I was like, dude, this is a good matchup for Luke Williams. He hits this ball, man, and, like, you see our team's reaction. But us in the bullpen, dude, we are going nuts. When you when you have a game like that, and especially for a kid that just gets called up, like, what a moment. Like, we all understand the moment. We all understand how special and cool it is. But, one, we, we win the game. And then, yeah, seeing the way our team reacted and then getting to watch his postgame um, was, was really cool, man, because I remember my debut. I remember my first couple days in the big leagues and how emotional I was, and I love seeing guys that, that cherish that moment the way Luke did. And, and I kind of – I'm watching on the screen. That's why you saw me run in and hug him the way I did after the game. I sprinted from the bullpen. Like, that's another thing. We talk about a lot. I hate being in the bullpen for walk-offs because you don't get to celebrate. Mm. You know, there's this, like, cliche thing, like, you have to, you know, shake hands with your bullpen teammates first and then go celebrate. And by the time you get in, it's over or the team's in the dugout. But I slapped our guys' hands and I sprinted because I just wanted to – I wanted to be a part of some of it just because, dude, I was so happy for Luke. One, I was so happy we won, but then, like, dude, to hit a walk-off in your first start and your second at bat or second game in the big leagues, like, Dude, I love that stuff. So those are things – I'm talking fast. I'm talking a lot right now. But I told Luke, like, no one can ever take that moment away from him. Like, regardless of if he goes on to have a great career, he gets sent down in a couple days, like, whatever. For the rest of his life, no one can take that walk-off homer away from him.
0: I could just tell you, I was – you know, I watched, like, the eight screen every night to keep my yeah. eye on all the games. And so I flip around to whatever's most interesting. And sure enough, one – you know, one, nothing, I'm going up there and I full screen it and to watch it happen. And then watch your guys' reaction, not one, but two Gatorade dumps on him. And then the post-game interview where they asked about his family who was in attendance and made the trip from California. And he goes, he stops to collect himself. He goes, you're going to make me cry. And he could, he couldn't answer the question because we don't have, some of us do as baseball parents. Like, I'm driving my kid 30 miles each way every day because he wants to be better. Not because I want him to be better, but because he wants to be better. We're going... We're taking him to Arizona in two weeks for a tournament to go sit in 117-degree heat. Not because I want to, because he wants to go play with his buddies. Like, those moments that you can share with your family are things you... You can't write a script for
1: that shit. No, you can't. Um, I'll speak personally. You know, I think every day as you get older, at least for me, man, I, you definitely mature, like you, you get wiser as you get older. That saying is definitely true. Um, I sit here today at 28 years old and, and I look back at my mom driving me one trip, three different States, Alabama to Texas, and then out to Arizona. And we went Alabama first, then Texas and Arizona while she was trying to get her doctorate of education. She is writing her dissertation in the parking lot of my 12 and under 13 and under baseball games. So I can play these travel tournaments. And I look at that now, I'm like, what in the world? Like, you know, the sacrifices and the decisions that our parents choose to make to allow us to be in these positions or even have a chance. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think Luke was spot on and, and, and you saying it like you, you, you just, you can't ever thank them enough. And to be able to, in our own way, be able to give them that moment. Like I'm sure Luke will say it, that was so much more about them than him. Like that's, that, that's the ultimate gift. I think you can give your parents is, is mm-hmm. something like that. And for them to be there um, and get to see, it was just, man, it's, it's like you said, there's not a script. Like you can't make those things up. Yeah.
0: Pretty cool stuff, man. Um, so I noticed the straw hat. Uh, I love it when the guys were wearing it and <laughs> I think Ray Muto might have done a Curtain call with it one yeah. day. I've seen you take pictures with it. What was the um, origin of this thing?
1: um So I got a little deal with the company called Foco. So shout out to Foco. Um, they have provided me with a ton of swag and and kind of just showed up to the ballpark and there was a box of straw hats with the Philly P on it. So I put it on. Was running around the clubhouse. Gave one to hard some of the guys and we've kind of like, kind of like dress up team. Um, we've been looking for ways to have more fun. I guess you can say, you know, like there's only so many baseball things you can do. The Red Sox have their Homer card. Um, you know, there's a few other, the, the the Padres have their swag chain and it's like, man, we need swag. Like we need some skits. Like we need, you know, we need to, to try to force a little fun here. And wearing the hat, I was wearing it all day. And, and someone's like, man, we should wear that. You know, when we do something, it's like, oh, the homer hat. Like, let's make it the homer hat. And guys are like, yeah. And brought it down to the I got that game. And just so happened, we hit two huge homers. And JT hits his 100th homer. And it's like, yeah, JT, please curtain call the <laughs> homer hat. Like, you have <laughs> to take it up there. And I don't know if you guys have it, but there's a picture of JT standing up waving the hat and i said bro like again moments you can't fake like or create like jt this is a, a picture you have to frame for your house one day like yeah. your hundredth homer in the homer hat is like just amazing hey dude i'll
0: take a straw hat if you got an extra one no, I, got, I, mean, I got i got a
1: bunch coming i'll definitely send one your way
0: yeah it's going to be a hundred some degrees here so you know why not I'll 105 wear it here today,
1: i heard hottest day of the year
0: i know hey so welcome back um to la because you know, you and the Dodgers have such a good relationship. Uh, today, the day we're, t- we're taping is reopening day for the Dodgers because they're opening up the stadium full bore. Did anybody, like, they're probably Dodger fans who didn't realize that you would, where you ended up. And so they're like, oh, Archie Bradley's in, in the bullpen. Maybe I can go motherfuck him now
1: again. Did you hear from anybody last night? Yeah, last night was the calmest night I've ever had here as a visiting player. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I always, you know, I I actually do. I love playing here, man. This is one of my favorite places to play, the atmosphere. um, You know you're playing a great team. They bring 50,000-plus people every night. But normally, yeah, man, I'm getting cussed out, dogged. Um, There's a little, like, room in the bullpen that you can go sit under. And, like, if I ever even put a a limb under there, oh, you're hiding. You're fucking hiding. Come out of (laughs) here. So – Last night was, was calm, man. Um, but I, I'm, I'm ready for it tonight. I love it here. Like I said, um, and most of the time, man, it, it's so good. It's, it's, it's something um, when I say this, I always say it with, you know, precautiously, cause I'm never talking trash on Arizona, but the Diamondbacks don't have the fan base that the Dodgers do. Obviously there's, you know, Diamondbacks started in 98. There's a lot of reasons why I'm not saying that in a negative way, but like I have in Philly now, I've craved that that type of support, that type of almost like stupid support, where it doesn't matter win or lose, they're going to support the Dodgers or they're going to, you know, they're they're going to support their team. They're never gonna going waver from from having their team's back. And so um, I love coming here, man, because you know what you're going to get every time. And it's the best sound system in baseball. I mean, it already was, but the, even the new speakers, like, walking up the tunnel yesterday, it was like, I was like, man, is that my heart beating or is that the bass hitting me? Like, I couldn't really tell. Hey, everybody. It's
0: announcement time. John Boy Media is going to the All-Star Game in Denver, Colorado, and you can join in on the fun. First of all, you got the likes of John Boy and Jake, who sucks. Ploof, Wingard, Moylan, Rose, all the creators, we're all going to be there. We're going to be playing house games and blitzball. We're going to be at the Home Run Derby. It's going to be great. So you'll have all the great content that you're used to here at John Boy Media. But in addition to that, if you are in the Denver, Colorado area, you can join us on the day of the All-Star Game. It's Tuesday, July 13th. We're going to be at a Denver bar. It's in Proper City in Denver. You can get your VIP tickets right now. So for just 50 bucks, lock in that VIP ticket. That means you get a special meet and greet. You get to hang out with us. You can play some games. I think we're going to be doing some trivia. Plus, you get two drinks as well. That's all for 50 bucks. It ain't bad. So it's very simple. If you want to be a part of the John Boy Media family, you can go type in the link right here. And by the way, if you're just joining us audio only, go on over to our YouTube channel or any of our social media channels. We'll have the link. Once again, it's only 50 bucks. It's going to be a ton of fun on the day of the All-Star Game. Tuesday, July 13th. I'll see you in Denver, Colorado.
2: We will be right back to the Chris Rose rotation, but first, this message from Cushy Dreams. If you don't know Cushy Dreams, it is smokable CBD. That's right, the good stuff. Legal in all 50 states, and Cushy Dreams, they've rolled with us all year. They're the best. If you have anyone in your life that might want to relax... Create, hustle, find some energy, or even dream They have CBDs that are made for those They've got nuggets, it looks like weed I got some cushy right here It looks like bud, it is not legal in all 50 states They've got the pre-rolled joints That might be easier for you if you're, I don't know If you're kind of lazy guy like me, let's be honest Get the pre-rolled, just light it up and go It's like weed, but it's not, it's legal Got a bum knee Trying to sleep better at night Trying to create stuff Go check it out Father's Day Already happened So Do one of those I order some And you're like Oh dad I got you so It's just not in yet Cushy Dreams Promo code ROSE 20% off Your next order Cushy Dreams Promo code ROSE 20% off Doesn't have to be your first Doesn't have to be your last Your next order Promo code ROSE Cushy Dreams Try it Smokable CBD improve your life back to the show
0: so um when you were in philly this past weekend against the yankees yeah you get pumped by that crowd oh
1: yeah it was it was the first time i wasn't there uh in atlanta but atlanta we were there for atlanta's full capacity um and so all the guys are like, Oh, this reminds me of Atlanta. And I was like, Man, I haven't felt this in two years, guys. Like, this is this is something special now. Like, fans are here, Yankees suck, you know, chance going around. Then our the Yankees come back doing their Yankee roll call, like all these things. And it was like, oh man, this is real baseball again. And I remember jogging in, you know. Unfortunately, uh we we blew the lead that game, but it allowed me to be able to pitch. But I remember jogging in and I just I felt different that day. Like the crowd, you know, I didn't have to find adrenaline. It was, it was already pumping and it was like, man, this is, this is what baseball is right now.
0: So correct me if I'm wrong because I watched that appearance that looked like Archie Bradley. Yeah.
1: Yeah, You know, it's, it's funny how that happens. Like I'm definitely still working on stuff, but um, that outing, I mean, that's why I was really hoping I was going to pitch yesterday and the next day against the Yankees. Cause like when you have a feeling like that, you want to, You want to recreate it. You want to do it again. And I remember throwing my first fastball to Urshela and just the way it came out, the, the way it looked to me, JT gave me like a little head nod. And I remember catching the ball and walking back to the mound. And I, exactly. I was like, yeah, this is, this feels right. Like, I don't, I can't really tell you what it was, but something out there clicked for me and like, not that I'm lacking ever in confidence, but you know, I definitely was like, oh man, this is, this is me today. Like, velo's been down a little bit. I'm not afraid to talk about that. Like, I mean, I'm grinding. I'm trying to to find it. And so, remember, first pitch was 94. Second pitch, I looked. And I look after every pitch. I don't, like, a lot of guys maybe don't care to talk, but, like, I always look. Like, I want to know how hard each pitch I throw is. And sometimes I want to know because it matters on, like, oh, man, my curveball's really down today, or I'm throwing it harder than I should be. But whatever. I threw my second pitch to a shell, I think, and it was a 95. And I have been hit 95. (laughs) in in a while and so i was like oh shit it is done like i am i'm for sure i'm not giving up this run like i knew that you know i had my stuff that day and um yeah i did and so i'm hoping it's it's just going to continue all right i've always been curious about this because we always talk about uh between
0: start side sessions for pitcher for starters but when can bullpen guys get their work in because you have to be available every day. So how do you get better? How
1: do you work through stuff when you're struggling? um, There's a lot of ways. I'm sure everyone has different answers for me. um, Yeah. You, you have to put time in on the mound. Like I don't think there's any other way to recreate, you know, you can definitely do there's some drills and catch and, and some other things you can do, but at least for me personally, I have to put my feet on the slope on the mound and throw. And so even on days you might pitch Archie. Yeah. So that's where, you know, that's, I'm so glad you brought this up because I'm not acting like what we do is crazy hard, but yeah, it, it sometimes is crazy hard. Like, yeah, you sometimes have to sacrifice, man, I don't even know if sacrifice is the right word. Like you have to be willing to know that you might be a little sore for the game tonight. Like if you, if you do happen to pitch, you know that you threw 20 pitches in the bullpen at four o'clock or, you know, that you threw 10 pitches, whatever it is, for me, you have to put work in on the mound. Like, there's no other way to recreate what we do. Like, catch is, is close, but, yeah, you have to get on the mound you have to throw pitches. And then you have to be – I think it's it's one of the hardest things. You have to be willing to accept, you know, that this may sound You weird. might not
0: have your best stuff on a given night because you yeah, worked earlier in the day. Yeah, you may not
1: have your, your best stuff or, you know – just know that like, man, I'm not right. And I, and I put in work today and like understand it's a process and understand that part of, of this is, is, yeah, I have to pitch more than I should because when I'm pitching right now, I'm not pitching good. So how am I going to get better if I'm just continually pitching bad? And so, yeah, you have to, you be strategic. Like, you know, um, if, if I, if I, if I've gotten to pitch in a game the last two days and I won't necessarily throw on the mound the third day, like, but if I haven't pitched in two days, then that third day at the field, yeah, I'm going to throw like today. You know, I haven't thrown since Saturday. Um, and so Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So, yeah, today at the field, I will throw eight to 12 pitches off the mound, off the rubber in the bullpen um, to feel some things, make sure my pitches are moving the way they should. Because, like I said, at least is my opinion, like if I throw a curveball on flat ground or just in the outfield, it's going to move differently when I step on the slope mm-hmm. and have the angle. And so, um, yeah, man, it's a tough process because, yeah, you know that you could pitch in the game that night, but you have to get working. You have to get better. Okay. Uh, you are joining
0: us on, on a special day around baseball. Ding, ding, ding. Major yeah. League Baseball made its announcement that starting next Monday, they're going to be checking all pitchers, starters, and relievers for the sticky stuff. Now, this is a process because the umpires are in charge. Uh, they have to check the starter at least once per game, possible multiple times. For you guys as relievers, they're going to check you when you come out of games or at the end of the inning, whatever comes first. Um, and they're going to check you on your way out, not on your way in. So you don't have to go through a TSA, you know, sp- spider tack machine. Uh, what is your initial thought as a major league pitcher?
1: Yeah. Um... I love it. I, I, yeah, I love it. Um, I, yeah, I'm not going to tread lightly, like, I'm not going to call guys out, but I'm, I'm really on the hitter side on this one, as weird as this sounds. But my issue is, and again, I mean this very respectfully, but there's too many guys that no one knows who they are that are just blowing guys away now. Like, there's, there's too many guys with, with not the repertoire or the year before weren't that good that now are coming out and have a top five slider in the game, or, you know, these pitches that no honestly saying no hitter has seen before. They've never seen pitches move like this or break like this. And it it has gotten to a point where I think you've seen the stuff that's come out where it has gone past sunscreen and rosin or grabbing some pine tar from the dugout. Like, There's scientific mixtures being made to help guys, you know, throw the baseball at a a rate we've never seen before. So do we blame the players or do we blame Major
0: League Baseball who has to act as a parent in a disciplinary role and has kind of rolled its eyes and turned its head on a problem for years?
1: Yeah, I I think it's both. You know, I I definitely think, you know, I'm not a parent yet, but you are, I'm sure you can wear – you're going to punish your child and then you're going to sit down with your wife and be like, man, we're, we're, this is our fault too. You know, like I I think you have to, both sides are, are to blame. It definitely has been something like I'm, I'm looking back over the years since my rookie year in 15. And I remember some guys using stuff then and then 15, I didn't even know it was against the rules. Like I didn't think anything about it. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. He does that for himself, you know, like to help him. Like I wasn't thinking like, Oh, this guy is cheating. Um, but over, you know, the next couple of years, as I started to understand how it helped and what it did, and then, I mean, it's crazy. You can look back at probably every game since 2017, at least, and you're going to see a pitcher, you know, reaching into his glove to grab a substance. Um, and it's just something for me where I look at myself right now and again, you know, each to their own, but I'm not, I don't use it. I don't I don't I don't use that stuff. And I'm sitting here trying to find velocity, trying to find pitches and mechanics. And there's guys out there that. I don't know if they I don't know, work as hard as I do or as good as I am or, you know, just go about baseball the way I do. And they're up there spinning stuff and and throwing stuff that it's obvious that they're using something to help. And it's like, man, we got to we got to do something about this. Have to.
0: Okay, so in the memorandum put out by the league if you are fine found to have a foreign substance on your person, I always love saying that, <laughs> um, you are immediately ejected and subject to a 10 game suspension and your team cannot replace you on the active roster. So you're really killing your team. It is paid for the 10 yeah, games, I but mean, you're hurting your team here.
1: And you're going to walk around with so a scarlet
0: we, letter on the rest of your. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The, the Phillies, the Phillies group, we've been talking about this for a while now. Um, and I think a lot of a lot of teams, players have been scared to call guys out because they have so many teammates that are using it as well. You know, I think even managers can say they've been handcuffed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One, because no one's been enforcing it, but you aren't going to call a guy out when you know you have guys in your pen or guys in your staff that are equally doing the same thing. But we we had talked about a way to clean it up, and we had brought up the 10-game suspension, which I'm a fan of. Um and you either, you either hit players in their pockets by finding them or I like the rule, man, if, if you get caught, you're hurting your team. Like, they can't call a player up, um, which, I mean, you get into some health, health concerns for me a little mm-hmm. bit with that. You know, that's – I don't know if that's fair to put that on the other players, but I think it really is going to show, like, if you go out and use this stuff, you are as selfish as it gets now because you're putting your entire staff And more, I think about us bullpen players. You're putting your entire bullpen in a bind. Or if you're a starter, you're out for 10 days. Like, that's two starts. Like, now you're either a a bullpen guy is going to have to make a start or you're going to have to go two bullpen days. And you know how scheduling goes and games go. Like, you could really, really, really hurt your team if you're caught using this stuff now.
0: Okay. So what happens if a guy on your team ends up doing it? would you would you walk up to a teammate do you, are you comfortable enough to if he's messing around with something in the bullpen be like
1: what the hell are you
0: doing yeah like,
1: stop yeah i mean especially now especially now with these things out i think we've already had those talks with guys you know because again there was such a gray area i'm not gonna e- each to their own if a guy wants to use it whatever i'm not for it i don't think you should be allowed to use it um but you know with the way it's been handled, there's guys that have been using it since the minor league. So Like they're not going to stop using it until they're, they're told to, right? Like we talked about it, like mm-hmm. whatever guys now we've already had these talks. Like if there was a guy using it, I would definitely go and be like, Hey bro, that shit's done. Like, I don't care if your slider goes down, like, but I'm not going to have to throw more innings now or throw in games where we're winning big or losing big or whatever. When I don't have to. And now I'm throwing more and and everyone is throwing more. And you put so much more stress on everyone. Like now Joe is going to have to figure out how he's going to match up these games when we're down a a guy in the bullpen or down a starter. Like Mm -hmm. I I just think now it would be, it's so much more about the team than your personal personal self. And and if you're, if you're a guy that does it now, you put your team in jeopardy like that, like shame on you.
0: Do you think it will stop people cold Turkey? Or do you think somebody's going to get caught in the Someone's going to
1: get caught. Someone's going to, for sure, man, like there's – guys are creatures of habit. Guys are uh, uh, so scared of losing or or not being able to get an out. Um, yeah, I, uh, someone's going to get caught. and If not, I would be very surprised. All right, so you've
0: told us you, you don't use that stuff, which is fine, but how hard is it for somebody mid-season that has been using it, particularly with the slickness of the baseballs? We've
1: heard that. First of all, is there a difference in the baseballs? I mean, yeah, for sure. There's since 17, 17, 18, 19, 20, I feel like the baseball's been different almost every year. Uh, I Isn't mean, that's truly- screwed up, dude. I mean, that is Tyler Glass now, one of our brethren at the Rose rotation,
0: right? He had to leave a game after four innings because he said the ball was so slick, he had to tighten his grip. And God knows if that created his elbow injury or not.
1: But, um- Yeah, man, and you look at it and say what you want. Verlander proved scientifically that baseballs were different the year after 17 or the year after 18. Like he sent samples and did his own research and paid his own money to have these balls inspected. And then Major League Baseball has come out and said, yes, the balls are different. They're a little bit smaller or bigger or tighter. And it's funny, we were talking about it yesterday on the way to the field. Well, who owns the baseballs? Major League Baseball. They own Rollins. You know, is that a coincidence? Uh, Is that a smart business play? You know, whatever. But, um, yeah, there is inconsistencies with baseballs. I know for me this year, almost every time the ball is put into play and I get the baseball back, it's lumpy. It's There's a lump in it. It's lopsided. Um, It's it's like a softer baseball than I remember having. What
0: does that mean? I, I don't understand. It's a Major League Baseball. This
1: is the greatest pearl on the earth. You're yes. telling me that it's like a little league ball? Uh, sometimes, yes. Like, when we had in the dugout the other day, Harper and I were, were going back and forth with it. The seams were sticking off the baseball this much. It was one of the highest seamed baseballs I'd ever seen. And then a, a ball got fouled off. Our bat boy went and got it. And we were like, hey, toss it here. And this baseball had no seams. And we were like, how are these so different? How is this? How are these baseballs both in play today and they're so different?
0: Pete Alonso of the Mets suggested that they're He said that the bigger story is them, you know, changing the baseball (laughs) from year to year to keep salaries down.
1: Are you in that camp? Oh man. I I would say, I don't know if it's to keep salaries down. Like I love saying that and pay us more money. Come on, give us more money. Um, But I think, If I had to guess, and this is what we're, again, we talk about a lot of this stuff as teammates. I think it's them trying to figure out the best ball to play. Like as weird as it sounds, but the baseballs have been different the last couple of years. And so I think they're trying to find the perfect baseball, the ball Mm -hmm. that that guys hit homers with and the ball that guys can control and throw 95 plus with. And it's not one-sided.
0: So you don't think it's, you're not of the conspiracy theory angle.
1: No, I'm not. Um, okay. I'm not
0: either I do think that they've fucked up by changing the baseball year to year oh, I don't, yeah I can't imagine what it does to you guys
1: it's it's weird because yeah pitches don't move the same which again then you bring up the substance use you know guys using the stuff they're using um, baseballs are different but even I want to I want to get back on you know we talk about again some guys may say it's for control but look at hits hit by batters this year, hit by pitches. We're going to break a record for the most hit by pitcher hit by pitches in the season. So I don't want to hear that shit that guys are using it for grip. Cause that's, that's trash. Okay. But doesn't, that's, there's no big deal. All the hitters tell me, Chris,
0: we don't care about the rosin and sunscreen thing.
1: No. And I, that's, that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's where we do have to crack down. And we do, I'm glad these rules are in pace because I don't know if you saw the Sports Illustrated article that came out yesterday mm-hmm. about the guy from, from Anaheim, Bubba, yep. and those text messages between guys in the league.
0: Um, yeah, for people who aren't familiar, he was a, a clubby in the uh, visitors' dughouse, dugout in the um, clubhouse, I should say. I apologize, out in Anaheim. And he reportedly got orders from some big time players to, concoct some sort of substance that would help them with their spin rates, et cetera. So continue on with the story.
1: Yeah. And I I think for people who thought it wasn't as big of a deal, I, you know, I'm just going off what the article said. So I'm just going to say his name because it was said in the article, but you look at the exchange of text between him and Garrett Cole. And he says, Hey man, in colder weather, this stuff jams up. Can we make, can you make a new, a new batch? And Bubba talks about, okay, we're going to add more rosin, less soda syrup, like we're concocting, you know, like scientifically. Um, And I think it just goes to show like you see some names in there that you're probably surprised about and you're going to see more that you're like, oh, man, this guy uses it. And I think you're going to realize how widespread it was and how far we had gotten from, in my opinion, the core of the game, you know, like competing at its truest form. I don't know if I would say this is as bad as steroids like Sports Illustrated has or as some people have said, but I think it's gotten to a point where you've taken guys' natural ability and enhanced it to a point that is almost unfair in some ways.
0: Okay, but, Archie, you're on the wrong side of this. You have told us point blank you don't use it. We know of guys who have used it and have gotten – nine figure contracts because of it you are grinding for year to year you're telling me you're not pissed off at guys like that for taking
1: advantage of the system uh, you know yes and no like I, at the end of the day I put it on I put that more on me like hey I need to pitch better like I don't care what the other guy's doing you know what I mean because like but not if it's, it's not a pl- fair playing field no I agree and that's where you know like I said I'm not pissed off about it, but I am upset with it. I'm more of like, I just want to see the game be clean. But I I, I mean, really, that that's how I feel because I look at the years I've had um, and, and I know what I'm capable of. And for me, like if I pitch the way I know I can, then I'm going to take care of myself. And if so next to me is using stick and he's throwing a way better slider, like at the end of the day, you still got to go out there and throw the ball. They have to hit it. Like the game is that, but – like I said, man, look at some of these pitches these guys are throwing now, man. And I don't I don't throw a slider. And the way I throw my curveball, you know, I don't I can't use stick because I flick my curveball out and, and and different things. But I look at some of these pitches and some of these swings guys get, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I don't have anything close to that type of pitch. Like I joke around with my stuff. Like I've got I've got mediocre stuff, but my competitiveness, my heart, the way I pitch is A plus, like way above average, but my stuff overall is, I don't know. It's okay. Like I'm not discrediting myself, but I look at some pitches that other guys have and and the way their balls move. And I'm just like, I mean, I don't have that. That's not, that's not in, in, in my arm or in my movement. And I think you're going to see in the next coming weeks and in the next year, you're going to see some guys really start to, to level out and become more average than they have been.
0: Okay, last thing on this, and I appreciate your honesty, and I'm sure our viewers and our listeners too as well because you've really taken us to places we haven't gone before with a major leaguer, an active major leaguer. Do you applaud Trevor Bauer for blowing the lid off of this thing? Or are you mad because he may have taken advantage of the system to possibly prove a point?
1: Uh, um. No, I, I – you know – again, (laughs) being teammates with Trevor last year, um, I got to hear a lot of things from him and and Trevor gets a bad rap for a lot of stuff. He's a villain to a lot of people, but the guy is super smart. Um, uh, I, I heard, you know, I listened to the thing with Castellanos with you guys and then like him talking about Trevor and Trevor, man, he's, he's very intellectual and he has a plan. And I think if you're asking him like his plan worked to perfection, like, and I I I do I applaud him for it because beforehand he was the guy who was the first guy, like, hey, get this crap out of the game. Like this shit is is illegal. And there's guys using it in your face, and you're just looking the other way. And so to his point, yeah, he was able to make an example out of it and, and look what's happening now. So I mean, I think if you were to ask him, like you he can check that box and be like, Yeah, plan, plan worked. I and think that. Whether he used it or not, he won a Cy Young and got paid, and so I would say the plan worked very well. There's no question. He, I'm not going to say he's
0: calculated because that has a negative connotation. I think you're right about the whole plan because he saw what was going on in other places. He called people out. He called out the league. Please do something. And if, as a parent, you don't do something, then the kids are going to – they're heading right to the liquor cabinet.
1: Yep. And I think that was exactly it. Like, okay, I'm going to show you, you yeah. know? And, yeah, I mean, like I said, look at it. I think I think if, if Trevor today in his locker, if he was to hear this, he would be sitting in his locker laughing. Like, <laughs> I got you guys. Like, the joke is on all of you. Like, Major League Baseball, I got you. Interesting. All right,
0: let's get back to some fun stuff. Uh, <laughs> you had a game at home recently where the netting came down. Uh, behind home plate I don't even know how to describe it it's something I've never seen before but they the cameras caught you laughing your ass off
1: dude (laughs) I mean dude you think you've seen it all in in baseball sometimes like you know I'm in, in between like I've had you know I'm this is my seventh season so I've been in the game for a little bit you know longer than the average player and I've seen a lot of things happen and in this game We had an umpire go down in the first inning, like within the first five pitches of the game. He wore one off the face mask, felt bad for him. He ended up being okay, but he had to leave the game. He couldn't call the game anymore. We had a visiting player get hit in the face. The pitcher for the Nationals tried to bunt one. That was a big delay. And then we're playing a very, very slow-paced game. Like, we're already over the four-hour mark when this happens. And then the net falls in the middle of a kid's debut. This kid – uh, Sanchez is making his major league debut facing Trey Turner, I think, or, or Soto, you know, a couple of the best hitters in the game. And the net falls down around the field. And I just couldn't help but laugh because, one, I had sca- escaped out of an inning. I walked two guys in a row and ended up getting, a, I think, two ground balls. I got a double play to get out of it. So myself, I was just happy I had a, a zero. You know, I finally had a clean inning. And then the net falls down and it's just like, are you kidding me right now? Like I've never seen this. Never. I was actually impressed
0: with how quickly the grounds crew jerry-rigged oh. something. It took them 21 minutes to put that thing back up. I was like, that's going to be a 90 minute delay.
1: Super impressed. I, uh, you probably have the whole thing, but I was out on the field, you know, talking to the umpires, talking to the grounds crew. Cause I mean, you know, I've got a ranch back home in Oklahoma. I've, I've rigged up some things that, that, you know, you have to get by with and make work. So um, I was super impressed, man. Not only that, there's a clip. I don't know if you guys have it. Our ground screw guy, right. When it happened comes running up the tunnel and he sprints down the right field line. And within two, three minutes, he comes sprinting back with the roll of the rope that they use to tie everything up. I was like, dude, sign this guy up. Like that sprint speed to go get that rope was impressive. And then, yeah, the whole thing to be able to get the net back up, finish the game. Um, again, it was something you just never know what you're going to see when you go to a baseball game. It's
0: amazing. All right. We talked in your first episode about how you were a two sports star and you were going to go to Oklahoma and be the quarterback, if he hadn't been the seventh pick of the draft and all that sort of stuff. Well, Kyler Murray, who did end up going to Oklahoma, playing both sports, made the announcement within the last week that hey don't shut that door just yet on baseball let's remember he was the ninth overall pick by the a's a few years ago is this really going to happen
1: you know what i'm going to join kyler and i just want to let everyone know i'm not closing the door on my football career <laughs> as well so i don't care what other media outlet you want to get that out to rosie right. but uh yeah, I, I want to join the Kyler train, and my football eligibility is still out there. Um, you know I, I I think it is real, um, but I don't. You know what I mean? Like, what is –
0: outside Arch. of him – Arch. <laughs> All right, I work at NFL Network. I know what it takes to be a quarterback in this li- – I mean, I don't know what it takes because I haven't done it, but I know I've covered enough guys who have been successful. Yes. And I know what it takes for you guys to work – it. He ain't going to show up and be in an Oakland. No, that's our Fielder the next day.
1: When I say I think it's real, what I mean is I think his his intent is real. Like in his head, he thinks he's truly capable of it and able to handle it. So I think okay. that's real. But that's I don't different. think it actually happening or or coming to fruition is real. I don't think you're going to see. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see Kyler playing left field and then flying, you know, wherever to go play a football game in September. You know. Um, but I think I think his like he's not saying it to be funny, you know. And I I think he's because I not that he's so much younger than me, but I remember first being drafted and like was like, Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna play football again. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing, or even going to OU. I was like, Yeah, I'll try to play both, but at that position in the NFL, no chance. Yeah. Well, how about especially
0: period? I mean, you've got to he hasn't taken a swing in a competitive game what since 2018 maybe yeah like, how and many bats your... would he
1: realistically need in order to be able to face you oh i don't uh, i don't know i just think more I, of like the toll on your body man like if he was to play he would be a position player so he's on his feet every day and then what are you going to do roll that right into to I, I don't even know like how do you do training camp like as a quarterback it's just not realistic you know like there's there's not a feasible way to do it where you're prepared for both of them. So like I said, I think his statements are real, but it's actually happening. There's just not a, there's not a real way. That's why I
0: just, I, I think the stories of Dion and Bo. are oh, just.
1: That's just what I thought about. It's incredible to actually think about.
0: Yeah. I think they're underappreciated in the history of sports. I, I think we're like, Oh yeah. with well, Dion took a helicopter and went from practice to go play in a world series game. Like, stop. Do you know what he did? Listen to what he did. He played – I think he played for the Falcons in a game in Miami, he told me. And then he flew back to go play in a playoff game and –
1: like, what? So this is off topic, but the only problem I have with that whole Dion thing is he wanted to skip a playoff baseball game for a regular season football game. Yeah. That one bothers me. I still commend him for everything, but like, hey, dog, you're not missing a playoff game for a regular NFL game. Like – that one is for me like, Hey man, this is the playoffs. We're trying to win a world championship. You're not going to miss, miss this one.
0: Yeah. But well, yeah, I will, I can only tell you this, having worked with him for whatever, seven or eight years. And you know, I love the guy, but everybody you talked to in baseball, loved him uh, as a teammate. Well, I loved mean, him.
1: What was it? I mean, he talked about it, but I, I remember as well. I say, I remember, I remember looking it up and, but like, game three or whatever he had a couple knocks off David Cohn and it's just like same thing like where are you finding time to actually work on your swing and work on the things when you're going back and forth flying across the country to to remember coverages and I mean it's incredible
0: yeah it ain't bad it ain't bad um so it's all interesting stuff uh you've got you're in the middle of a west coast swing so you've got dodgers and then you got an off day in san francisco and then you take on the giants who've been really good and i understand that that reagan has made this trip yes so yeah, but this is it's not a family trip you just decided she decided to travel right
1: yeah so um reagan is new to the baseball world right. um meaning we met you know we, we started dating fall of 19 Uh, became my girlfriend official for the 2020 COVID season. And so she came out to Arizona, but she never got to go like in person to a game or see crowds or travel because, you know, they couldn't travel last year. Um, And so I have definitely encouraged her to make trips, you know, come see these stadiums, come see these cities. And uh, this isn't like a huge deal, but it's just funny because she doesn't quite understand the travel schedule or how Mm. we do things yet. But uh, in Philly, before we left, a couple of days before, I woke up. And she's like, "Hey, I booked my flight to LA. Like, I'm coming to LA." And I was like, "Yes, great." Like, you know, we had discussed it, hadn't really made for sure plans. And she's like, "And then I'm I'm coming back after the LA series." I was like, "Wait, what? Like, you know, we we have an off day in San Fran, and we play a series in San Fran, and you're right down the road." She's like, "Well, yeah, some someone." I was like, "Babe, this makes no sense. Why would you fly East Coast all the way to West Coast?" for three days and then fly all the way back to Philly when we play just up the road in, in San Fran. And so obviously she ended up changing her flights and she's coming to San Fran now, but still, still, you know, she's still getting her, getting her stars or her patches along the way of, of get understanding the the big league life and big league travel.
0: Does she have a favorite city yet? Oh
1: yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Um, She's enjoyed this hotel in L.A. Um, loved Miami. Just got to love Miami, which that mm. one makes sense. But love Miami. Miami, you know, we we got we stayed in Brickell. Um, I think it's the Four Seasons as well there in Brickell. Um, did a Prime 112 one night and then a uh, Komodo sushi night, which is just, you know, Miami vibes are different. That's a different country in itself.
0: Yeah, it really is. It's so much fun. I've gotten in way too much
1: trouble. When
0: I say I've gotten in way too much trouble, that's Chris Rose trouble, folks. That's like, it's a sliding (laughs) scale. (laughs) You know, it's not. Although I did, I will say this. When I worked on Best Damn, I think we were down there for Super Bowl 41. So Colts Bears. And we had the show there the entire week. Uh, I had to move my flight up because I really thought I was going to die from all the nights I had spent out. I was like. It's crazy.
1: You you mentioned Best Damn and my head just goes to like, seeing it on TV and like the, the older school, like looking filter yeah, you and John Sally and the big chairs out. Like oh. dude, that is, it's just funny, but like, not that I feel old, but that just brings me way back to like, when I, for, I told you that when we first talked, like yeah. that brings me to my origin of like being a sports fan. I love yeah. that.
0: It was fun. We had some good road trips and Sally that was his old town. Cause he played for the heat for a little while so Rachel. another thing
1: this is this is random but uh we were talking about miami i didn't get to talk to glass now in tampa because we we're only there two games and we played uh-huh. two day games and so I, I didn't get a chance to see him but in miami i had just gotten back off the dl and rojas was there and he's like hey man glad you're back and i was like yeah man me too i feel good and he's like no back on the rose rotation like i'm glad you're back on <laughs> and i just thought it was so cool that You know, like we talked about, I've become a huge fan of all the guys on here and I love all the guests and doing this, but I just thought it was cool. He was more like, Hey, glad to hear you back on the show again. Not so much back on the field. Like he was happy for that too, but I was like, dude, this is cool, man. Like this is really fun. Well, I
0: think that that's been the biggest eye opener for me when I read the comments and, and get the response from the viewers and the listeners. The number one thing is, Hey, I'm a huge Atlanta Braves fan, or I'm a big time Mets fan. And I hate the Phillies, but man, I love Archie Bradley. And like, I root for him when he's not pitching against our teams. And I think like at the end of the day, you have to feel good. This is what it's about is showing people who you are in more than six or seven minute interviews.
1: I completely agree. I've had even, I've had a few coaches that, like, hey, when when are you on the roads again? I love listening. Like that's, that's I kind of listen to that when I run good. and stuff, I've had fans at the ballpark, bring it up. And as you know, we've, we've talked off screen, we text back and forth, but I just, I think it's cool what we're doing, man. And that's yeah, fun. I it, you've seen. Um, I told you I was going to bring this up, but now you're starting to see some other people trying to copy what we're doing here.
0: Yeah, and I, personally, I don't. Yes, but like we're not the first show to ever talk to baseball no. players. We are the first show to, in my opinion, unless somebody can prove it wrong, where we <laughs> use a constant stream of active players as the co-hosts, and that's that was what the I whole mean. point. Along, was it what well, we wanted to check in with you guys every three weeks to see how your season's going, to see how the travel's going, to see how you're feeling, to see how you're dealing with the ups and the downs and all that sort of stuff. So I appreciate it. It's fun. Yeah. You want to uh speaking of fun, you want to spin the wheel of moderately. Oh, let's spin it.
1: Good spins coming.
0: Yeah, I think I think we've got a bunch of new um, things for you on here, so you'll be happy. Yes. To you. Here we go. Fasting. Okay, Fast What is your favorite fast food to get when you are hammered?
1: Oh, man. Little Caesar's Crazy Bread.
0: Oh, pizza, pizza. Dude,
1: it's going to be in our, well, not our reception, but our wedding. Did it make the cut? It's going to be in the wedding after party, the New Year's after party, the wedding. Little Caesar's Crazy Bread is in there. It made the cut. Yes, but that's. Easily, either that or McDonald's. Like you can never go wrong with McDonald's when you're Disney. Like, it
0: is uh, is Reagan shaking her head right now, <laughs> saying "There's no way"? Or she in?
1: No, she's in. We've done. You know, I've learned um, taking some advice from you. Compromise is the key. So she's getting her nice food and hors d'oeuvres right. for the reception, and I'm getting my stuff for the, the after party. Okay.
0: Good. No, that the, the the that's good stuff. The crazy bread. I love that. Ugh. Uh, for me, I was always uh <laughs> when I started my career in Cincinnati. We would go to White Castle at like two in the morning and get like a dozen sliders. Now I was paying for it. I was paying for it the next day. Always paying for it,
1: but it it puts, it gets you where you need to be to go to sleep and and finish the night the right way. Oh God.
0: By the Uh, way, credit to um, credit to Michelle Rose, my wife for coming up with that one.
1: That's a great one. I want to throw in one more, just honorary mention waffle house. Like, well, Minor league staple in everyone's like, like in going out in the minors, like you have to, you got to hit the bars. Like it's the only way to stay sane. Right. Um, But we would go out and Waffle House, you always count on Waffle House being open 24 hours. And in those towns, there's there's Waffle Houses spread out.
0: But it's more than the food there. It is the people watching experience of a lifetime.
1: I, I saw this on instagram or tiktok the other day but it's actually a very fine dining establishment i mean they're cooking the food right in front of you like almost hibachi style you know all right hold on
0: stop (laughs) did you just say fine dining establishment
1: you know that's the joke because the 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 little grill or kitchen is right there and you're sitting (laughs) at the bar or the table but you know if you go to a nice place sometimes you can see the kitchen where they're preparing the food and it's supposed to be like part of the experience and so
0: that's true is that why you gave prime 112 one
1: star yeah, one star there, you know. But yeah. you, as you said, it the people watching in Waffle House, that's, that's where it's at. Okay.
0: Well, now that we've gotten you back on your regular rotation, uh, <laughs> what do you say about trying some homework? I, I don't want to pile too much on.
1: No, homework, I can do homework.
0: Okay, so we'll go back to the original where it was – you could either get an interaction with a fan recorded in the bullpen or – and this might be Reagan since she's in Los Angeles for the next two nights at games – Getting a picture with a celebrity.
1: Ooh,
0: That one could so, be tough.
1: No, I'm hoping because I'm fanboying. He was at the game last night, Miles Teller.
0: Oh, yeah. He'll be back. He's yeah, a huge big Philly, Philly fan.
1: Man. He was sitting, uh, he's sitting right in the net, like right on our on-deck circle.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and I'm a huge but, Mitel fan. Huge My fan.
0: You know what you have to ask him about. He he and Aaron Rodgers were just on vacation in Hawaii together. Yeah,
1: they were. Um that's a sick friendship, huh? Yeah, that's interesting.
0: So that is uh, Mrs. Rose's homework assignment. It's, okay. Oh, it's a fun summer school sort of, sort of thing. I have
1: to get a picture like
0: me. No, well, you you know what? It could be Reagan. It could be you. Like if if my guess is, if you're there early enough, somebody's gonna snap a photo. Like if you go over well, to Miles'
1: tell it, tonight's or, a good tonight's a good night because we're full capacity here in LA. I so know the stars should be in attendance tonight.
0: You know what you should do. Because I'm going to guess that Miles Teller follows you on on Twitter or Instagram. You should try and DM him and be like, hey, listen, dude, I'm a huge fan. I'm happy that you're a Phillies guy. Would love to it, grab a it photo is if you. I've
1: already slid in the DMs? Is it too much if I slide in again?
0: <laughs> oh, you already did. So, did? so did he not?
1: No, no, he definitely responded. He po- is right when I signed with Philly. He posted a picture of him. Uh, he got like a Christmas gift. It was a uh, Daryl Dalton signed jersey. Aaron Dalton. Um, yeah. And he's like, "This is my favorite player growing up. And I was like, how about a new two, three Jersey? And he's like, yeah, dude, glad you're here to help the pin. We definitely need to help. And I was like, hope I get to see you sometime this season is, you know, really short and brief, but you know, you brought up a celebrity and my was the first guy that popped in my hey. head because he was here last night. So yeah.
0: Well, I don't think it's too much to slide back in. People can leave a, a comment um, on the bottom of our YouTube channel here or, you know, wherever you, you intake our show. Um, I don't think it's too much. I think it's cool to say, hey, you know, uh, I saw you were at the game last night. If you're around, love to say hi in person. What's the well, that's, matter that's with It's also
1: where we talk about like being real. Like, yeah, we still are fans of these people. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Like, even though it's like, oh, but you're a big league baseball player. It's like, dude, It doesn't matter. An actor and like this yeah. dude is sick at what he does. I love his movies. But like, we're, we're fans of, and even sometimes like we talk about this, that's what I loved about doing this is like even other players. It's given me not that I lack confidence or courage any, but like to, to express myself more to players and like be more open about saying hi or saying how much I enjoy their game or, or enjoy right. playing against them. Because I mean, ultimately, like, as I said, you grow older, you, you get more mature. You realize that like a lot of the guys are trying to do the same thing you do. They're, they're working hard. They're trying to provide for their family. They're trying to be a good player. And they're going through the same struggles and grinds that you're going through every single day. Yeah, And it's not as, like, personal or rivaled as you think it is, you know? And,
0: by the way, like, I watch Freddie Freeman play every day, and it's almost like he's a doorman at first base. Like, he welcomes everybody there. (laughs) Do you think that has, like, affected his game or his ability at all? No, he's still going to mash the ball to left center.
1: So, that being said, Freddie's on first base. We've been doing this, like, when a guy gets a hit, we raise our hand and, like, drop it. And we're trying to get – one of our players' attention, he's getting signs, and we're like, Hey, dude, like, dude, put your hand up, let's go. And Freddie taps him on the shoulder to let him know. He's like, Hey, your, your dugout needs you. And like Freddie, Freddie did it with him. Like <laughs> it, it just like, I love Freddie Freeman. And like, you're right. Does that affect his play? Not one bit.
0: Ah, I love that. I love that. Hey, listen, man, these these the hour flies by with you. Just, this is like my therapy session. It is so good to to catch up with you. And um, you know, I'm happy to see see Archie back in more ways than one. You know well, I, I mean? appreciate
1: that. It feels good to be back. I definitely enjoy this. Um, just throwing it out there, you know. If you need a ticket tonight or tomorrow, let me know.
0: I appreciate you, bro. I'll leave I one for the you.
1: kids too. If you got the kids and family, we'll make it a rose night. I got you.
0: You're a good man. You're, I might, <laughs> hey, I might take you up on that Wednesday offer yeah. because you know we've we haven't we haven't done much as a family. I think we need yeah. to it's,
1: bring the fam out. I need to meet the Rose kids, anyways. I got to talk some football. You know, I yeah, uh, you've sent me some baseball picks. You know, we, we gotta, might be
0: looking up though. I got six four and six one, so hey, they're. I'm that. not even sure they're mine, but I love them <laughs> like they're mine. So I'm still waiting on the DNA swap. But regardless, well, let me you know. know. I appreciate you, man. I might I might take you up on that uh, that little Wednesday offer, and then all will be well. Yeah. All right, we'll tell Reagan we say hello. Continued success. Enjoy your trip through the West Coast. Maybe I'll come out and see you at the ballpark, which I think would be fun. Yeah. And, and uh, we'll keep it real, man. You were awesome on everything. Love it. I hope you had fun. Always. Cool. We'll see everybody next time on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.